everyone, and welcome to episode number 88 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined by Allie. Hello, I want to suck your blood. Barra? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this is going to be a fun episode. And Tristan. I solemnly swear to only talk about Monster Girls in the context of this video game. Uh, that sounds like a lie, and you really need to live your truth, sir. I 100% agree. We're gonna there will be no about... shaming of monster lust here. Not in my house. Not in my Christian Minecraft server. Oh, can't <laughs> post that. Can't have that in a Christian manga. We are talking today about Resident Evil Village, a.k.a. Resident Evil 8, the latest game in the Resident Evil series, and some may argue the spiritual successor to Resident Evil 4. Oh, we are going to compare this for a lot <laughs> we'll get there um we will get there and we will timestamp it in the show notes when we do get there but i think we do want to start because it has been ali you raised a good point uh, when we were talking prior to the cast that it has been a couple of episodes since we've just sat back and talked about what we've been up to uh outside of the podcast so yeah, Al, Al, Ali, you, you were you were the one that brought it up, so I will defer to you. Why don't you? Yeah, well, I just want to touch on the fact that I have been really, really into the Expanse lately. Ooh, ooh, ooh I yeah. finally started watching it, and holy shit! Yeah, I kid you not. Every time I sit down and watch it, something makes me gasp out loud. <laughs> um. I'm so happy that it was saved from the hells of being canceled. Thanks, sci-fi, for that. You jerks. you know, sci-fi, where we cancel science fiction shows. Um, but yeah, it's just, I'll try not to gush too much, but that's my current obsession. I'm finally with the zeitgeist on that. Mm-hmm. It's, if you really like good fucking hard sci-fi, and good acting, and just good everything mm-hmm. please put that in your eyeballs so what's uh, e- what season are you on uh i am just wrapping up season two gotcha nice gotcha. so i i haven't seen the latest season but i really love the expanse and honestly i love to cast on it once we're all caught up but uh Allie, just very quickly now on the count of three so, do you want to say your favorite expanse character uh yes okay i'm gonna say it at the same time okay, okay. ready Wait, 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 wait. What? I've read most of the books, and I haven't watched the series. Oh. And before we before we get there, I just want to look up the names of the characters really quickly so I can join in and in the fun. It's been a second. So the show does a fairly good job of following the books up until this last season, and the next season are going to be fairly different from the books. I've actually, I haven't read the books, but I've heard very good things about them. I've read the books and I have, um, and I've watched the show. Uh, it's very obvious that they were written by George R. R. Martin's assistants, as they do the same kind of like jumping from viewpoint thing each chapter. No, no, yeah. I'm. Which you know, to to be like, I mean, I'm a George R. R. Martin junkie. I think he's an excellent writer. Um, so you know, like people, people learning from the master, especially since I've heard a lot of good stuff about. It. So I should just pick up the Expanse book. Sam Ross has been on that, that me for that for. A oh while. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but are we ready to say our favorite Expanse character on the count of three? Yes. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. One, two, three. Amos. Naomi. <laughs> wow. Naomi's my close second. So, so wait, wait. So, so, so I said a famous Amos, who, who I adore. Oh my yeah. God! Of course you pick Amos. Yep. Uh, I said Miller. Nah. <sighs> Miller is great. I uh, love him. Miller. Miller is my close second to Naomi. Oh my God, Dan! It's we're like just, we're meant we're just to be swapped. friends. We just, we, we just, we just swapped. Yeah. We're Naomi. like ships passing in the night. <laughs> Naomi's, Naomi's great. Um, Miller is Miller is like every every excellent hard boiled detective. Um, and so Miller I, is I like hard boiled detective that stops being a cop, and I think that's the sexiest thing a cop can do. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. We we stand Miller. Amos is also great. Well, who did you uh, pick, Tristan? Yeah, I didn't hear Tristan? it. So so Miller would be my favorite, uh, okay. with Amos being a close second, uh, especially because Amos gets better. Yes. As the series goes on, like Amos is gr good at the start because you're not entirely certain just how much of a sociopath is he. Mm -hmm. You know. Yep. yep. But as the series goes on and you get more and more in depth into Amos and why he does the things he does, and the fact that he and you learn that he is also very much on the spectrum. Like, yeah. oh yeah, Amos just gets better and better the deeper you go. I will say also, uh, sorry, not to turn this into the Expanse cast. This will be the last <laughs> thing I say. All I know is I should have seen Miller as one of my people because he is apparently a bisexual disaster dad, and I should have seen it because he has the most bisexual haircut I've ever seen on the show. <laughs> I, look, I look forward to his bisexual disaster dad awakening. I mean, I, I will also, I, I, I think that this, this little preview makes it seem that, you know, when we're all caught up with Expanse, Expanse we ought to do the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, cast on it. Uh, well, I'm just got... saying, in terms of my favorite Amos moment, is still like, uh, you're not that guy, I'm that guy. I am that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so... like, oh, oh, you poor bastard, you've made Amos upset. <laughs> I'll have to give it another shot then, because Tristan, I actively disagree with with what you said. I, I really think it's very different than the books, um, as far as tone and oh, storylines of, 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 yes. of, 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 of the characters. The story, the the beats might be the same, the beats, although the even beats those, were, well, even those were different um, as it relates to the characters from the first two episodes that I watched. But I'd be interested. Maybe I'll have to go back and check it out again and give it another chance. I, I really. I, I, I definitely think it's important to both read and watch it, mm. um, because uh, there are again, like I said, the books do it does diverge from the books, and this right. last season that's coming out is going to be very different from mm. the books, uh, because they wanted to wrap it. So this next gotcha. season is going to be the last season. Gotcha. No. The books anyway. keep going though. I know, there's like, what, uh, ten books planned and eight or nine of them are out right now? Yeah, there's a bunch of them. I, I, bunch I haven't of them. finished all of them, but I've read most of them. I learned today why one of them has to do with the name Caliban, and that's all I'm going to say on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, nice. I, I will also warn you guys that uh, the tone of The Expanse, also the books, also changes really drastically once you get to book seven. Mm. Which I think is where I'm at, or just around there, has been my reading adventure there. Yeah, seven seven really changes things up a lot. 
and I'm not entirely sure if I'm still on board. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> well, I, I like to, rip. Yep, I like to I like to describe the Expanse as the Expanse is a hard sci-fi story, t talking about what happens when a hard sci-fi universe meets a science fantasy item. Mm -hmm. Isn't that 2001 A Space Odyssey, though? <laughs> except, well, except that uh, we don't, in 2001, we don't try and weaponize the space, the space fantasy item. No, no, for sure. But I mean, I think that that's, uh, I mean, like, also Rendezvous with Rama, like, they, like, um, actually, what's the bad Tom Cruise movie where, um, Oh, uh, what's it called? It was like released the same time as Edge of Tomorrow, but it was not as good as Edge of Tomorrow. Um, I know what you're talking about. I still remember the name. Yeah, there. Uh, I, I mean, like, I, I definitely get what you're saying, Tris, in terms of like, you know, hard sci-fi meets the science fantasy object. But I also feel like a lot of times with hard sci-fi, like, people can't really help themselves in terms of introducing some kind of mystical, like, you know, super weird alien shit um, to like, you know, I think to oh to along with the hard sci-fi stuff it's it's almost like a trope in hard sci-fi at this point um, yeah. to, and it's I think I mean I, mean, I guess that's one of the interesting things about the Bebop universe as far as I can tell is that like they did hard sci-fi and they like did they ever introduce any weird science fantasy shit in that? So the only thing the only thing really well there okay there was the kid who ne didn't age mm -hmm. um, the, the only thing sort of really kind of soft sci-fi in um, in Bebop are the gates, um, which lets you, you know, zoom through the solar system. Um, but also the fact that the gates are what fucked up the moon! <laughs> and thus also fucked up the Earth! But yeah, no, the Expanse, we definitely should, should cast on it. Uh, yeah. Dan or Triss, what have you guys been up to? You can go ahead, Triss. Okay. Um, so, game-wise, I've not been doing too much, uh, kind of really waiting for the great Ace Attorney games to finally come out this month, uh, aka the only Ace Attorney games I haven't played because they were never released in the West before now. Uh, so I'm waiting on those. I've picked up Guilty Gear Strive, and, um, God help me, I think I may switch to being a, uh... May Maine, because those dolphins are brutal. <laughs> this is out of. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I also have played Guilty Gear before, so. Alright, so, so May is the girl with the giant hammer. She's the girl with the giant anchor. What? I I, I, it seems familiar. I, the only one yeah. I remember is the guy with the bag over his head. Um, what, in... I forget his name. Faust, Faust right? Yep. Um. I've been taking this opportunity. Oh God! Oh God! Fate Grand Order. Oh God! Why? So yeah. So in Fate right now, I'm finally. I've just passed my first year of playing, uh, and so I'm finally getting a chance to play an event I've done before, again. Which is great because I, you know, I kind of remember everything, and it's a really fun, like story event. The actual gameplay is it's a lot of grinding, but there's a lot of fun little story elements, and this time I actually know what I'm doing. So I'm blazing through it. It's, it's awesome. Uh, and that's what I've been doing um, gaming-wise. 
the big thing I've been doing outside of that is um, waiting for this next season of anime to get started. Uh, we've got two episodes of uh, Dragon Maiden. KyoAni is on point for those. I guess you uh, check it out. They've, they're really giving it their all in the animation department. Um, I've also uh, just finished watching all of Loki. Hmm. Um, I have to be honest, there was a brief period. No spoilers I, for I Loki, because this isn't a Loki spoiler cast. Um, yep. There was a brief period where I stopped the final episode, paused the final episode before a reveal, and I thought to myself, oh god, oh god, what if it's Deadpool? What if Deadpool is the one behind all of this? Because the last thing we saw of Deadpool in Deadpool 2 <laughs> was he had the time travel device. Loki is dealing with multiverses, and just this week, they posted a new trailer for um, uh, for Ryan Reynolds' uh, new movie, Free Guy, which is yep. you know the guy who discovers he's living in a video game. Oh, nice! And was filmed around here, as it were. Filmed around here. But the, but the trailer is done in the context of it's Deadpool and um, Taika Waititi's character from uh, from Thor Ragnarok what? reviewing the trailer. <laughs> so That's it cool. is Deadpool and a MCU character sharing a couch. That's awesome. I mean, and it came uh, out this uh, week. Uh, unless he's already done it in Loki, which I imagine that, you know, I would be spoiled on that because TikTok and the children would be like screaming about it. Uh, but unless it's would have happened, exploded. Um, I, I do. I, I can't imagine that like Marvel won't, that Marvel Disney won't have Deadpool be a way that the X Men are uh, are introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, it's just it's just too good. Um, oh yeah. But there was a brief, there was a brief moment where I was watching the last episode of Loki, and I'm like, "What if it's Deadpool? What if they reveal that the like person behind everything I've, is Deadpool, and that's his introduction?" And it wasn't, and I was okay with that. It, it, does it make me a? But bad there was a moment that I really would love, like a in a future movie. Um, uh, Deadpool gutting down people in front of Tom Holland's Spider-Man and just like scarring him for life and it's just like jaws dropping in his high certain horror. <laughs> then Deadpool just goes to get a fucking sandwich. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. No, no. Oh no, no. No, no. Uh, I, I would say it would have to be the relentless I mean, that's gonna happen after version of Deadpool. <laughs> anyway. Uh, right. Strong, strong, strong. Yeah, no, no, that's that's awesome. Anything else, Tris? <laughs> no, no, I'm done. I'm done. Dan, Dan, what have you been up to? Um, I've been up to a few things here and there, but in the interest of keeping it game-centric for my end, which, no offense for, to y'all, talk about yourself. That's absolutely okay. Um, obviously. Wow. Um, oh. Uh, I want to talk about a game that I just finished after Resident oh, Evil lovely. Village called Chicory, A Colorful Tale. I want to play Chicory. It looks so cute. Yeah, it, it actually, it's interesting. It, um, it has a lot of parallels to Celeste in that it's sort of this weird, like, niche thing. Um, uh, Lena Rain or Lena Rain, 
um, does a soundtrack, which is really, really good in both of those games. And it deals with like lots of um, mental health issues um, in various ways through the, the lens of this. But basically, it's like Link to the Past, except the whole world is black and white and you have to fill it with color. And you get like different abilities as you go with your brush and access new colors and patterns to help you navigate the world. Um, so for example, you may not be able to cross rivers and then eventually you'll get your, you know, your paint will become waterproof. So you can now paint the water and swim in it and things like that. So mm. it's like stuff like that, but it's, it was cool, fun. Um, no. And that was, and like That's a awesome. 10 to 20 hour game. Now, Daniel, that that just sounds like Okami with more steps. <laughs> yeah, um, a little bit. Okami is still <laughs> uh, a king video game. Uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> this is this is linked to the past. Ask so. I, here's what I'll say: If Okami is the th is o Okami is the 3D Zelda, what Chikori is nice. the 2D Zelda. Or, you know, isometric Zelda oh, or whatever you want to call it. But anyway. Chicory is so cute. Yes. And you can deck Chicory out with different outfits that you want and change the hairstyle and color Chicory the way you want and color the whole world oh, the way yeah. you want. I'm oh, sorry. So it's really cool. And just. Well, I mean, just wanted to ask. Um, no, nope, that different was it. Outfits, different hairstyles. Do you, how many loot boxes do you need to open to get the maximum amount? Or is this a game where you can actually, like, unlock them without paying money or grinding? Well, so I, I just got finished with Chicory, A Call of Tale Season 1 uh, Legacy, and Season 2 comes out um, in a couple of weeks. There will be um, bundles available for uh, Chicory coins, um, and there will be other hairstyles and clothes options available at that time for Chicory bucks, not to be confused with Chicory coins. Um, you unlock the chicory bucks every, for every 50 hours you play, you get $1. Um, sorry, that was a really long roundabout way of saying that there are no loot boxes and it's just a video <laughs> game that you buy and play. It's like, I thing, but it also, like, in my brain, it's like, okay, yes, all of this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I just thought of this because we're talking about horrible game video game sales practices i want to say that leaping off of my not buying any ubisoft products anymore um soapbox i am now on the i refuse to buy Whoa. skyward sword hd yep. soapbox and i am being very strong here uh, it's a zelda thing i am i am saying no because i played the game i paid 50 dollars for it when it came out 10 years ago i yeah. didn't love it and they were releasing the same game with like pretty much nil changes to the content itself. And for ten bucks more. For ten dollars more ten years later. And also requiring you to buy an amiibo on top of it if you want to unlock certain features in the game. Yep. Um so I am good, Nintendo. I will not be buying your your video game anyway. Or an O L E D switch. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, that that yeah. is that that is a cool thing for people who don't have a switch. Yeah. If you already have one, yeah. please don't. Yeah. Yes. Please. Hey, you know what? You know what did uh, OLED? Uh, hold on. Let me find the. Uh, uh, 
and while you're looking that up, the real Switch Pro was just announced today. The the Steam Box or whatever it's called, the Steam yeah. whatever, Fine. which looks just like a Switch, except it has really hideous like 1990s trackpads at the bottom it. of yeah. at the bottom of both so sides of the controller. Anything else that you want to go over, Dan? Nothing that I want to go over, Tristan. We're able to find what you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's like, um, so the, the people have compared the Switch OLED uh, to the PS Vita, mm. which also had an OLED, had uh, unpaid online, had the ability to organize your shit into folders, had... <laughs> Man, I love the Vita. What a good fucking yeah. system. Yeah, Reddit has been quick to uh, to point out that hey, the Vita has an OLED had an OLED screen and did all this other stuff did it? better. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, that's Nintendo for you. I mean, yeah, here we go. Nintendo here we go. Uh, so Switch OLED, OLED screen, paid online, no folders, no themes, doesn't have gravity rush. Joystick drift, no Bluetooth for headphones, no directional cross, and no online chat or messaging. The PS Vita. OLED screen. Uh, free online, folders, themes, has gravity rush, doesn't have joystick drift, has Bluetooth for headphones, has a, has a D-pad, and has online chat and messaging. If, hmm. Nice. That is, uh, hmm. That's amazing. Uh, I do... I. <laughs> Right. I do, I do want to keep moving just so it gets the, very the meat of um, meat so of the matter. So, Barra, in addition to yeah, continue sure. to write for the Daily Hampshire Gazette newspaper, uh, please support your. Uh... Oh, thank you, honey. I was just given a diet coke, my girl. Okay, so, this, so support your local newspaper, uh, <laughs> Daily Hampshire Gazette, beautiful North Hampshire, Massachusetts. Uh, I've actually, believe it or not, is the person who I think oftentimes plays the least video games of this cast have actually finished uh, two games recently. Um, I know, I know. I finished Resident Evil Village, which we're going to be talking about, um, but I also finished Uncharted 4. Uh, and I will say that mm. a number of things, like, without finishing Uncharted, hey, I enjoyed Uncharted, and I think we're going to have an Uncharted cast soon. Uh, this, is the, this is the first time I actually play, played yes, Uncharted. Yes. And I liked it a lot. Um, but I would also say that uh, it was really helpful to play it because the kind of game that Uncharted 4 is is pretty much like I like Resident Evil Village but like there's just certain dynamics of the challenge level of Uncharted 4 that I wish had been incorporated into Village which I think would have made it a pasty results perfect game and I will say that Village might be balanced out so to have that kind of feel at higher difficulty levels it's just not on normal difficulty, and starting out on hard difficulty is impossible. So, so Barrow, what I what I'm hearing is that you want more Prince of Persia uh, platforming, wall climbing, and running and jumping. Uh, I what I in your Resident Evil. What I'm you're you're hearing that, and that's <laughs> fair. What I'm saying is is that I want a level of combat that kills me a frequent a decent number of times. But which I could defeat without getting frustrated at it, or actually defeat. <laughs> that's that's the dream. 
That, that's that sounds like, that sounds like, like a dream like difficulty mode right there, my friend. <laughs> I died a decent amount, but I never was enough that like I really got seriously stalled in the story. It's mm. a fair point. I think I had a similar experience actually. Mm. It always felt like bullcrap though when I died in that game and those and all of those games. Mm. Mm. So I mean, maybe it wasn't perfect and I was getting yeah. frustrated. <laughs> It's okay, Dan. We're not all perfect like me. <laughs> I mean, the thing that I... Yeah, well, we'll talk awesome. about Uncharted later. The, Great. the platforming I actually really like, too. And platforming for me is I normally hate. So they got that perfectly down. Yeah. Well, because it's... Because mm, it's Prince of Persia platforming. It, it's... Uncharted <laughs> is like Sands of Time with guns and no time rewind. I brought you a gun. I hope you like it. No, no lie, no joke, no cap. It's a good one. No cap. I don't well, like sand. It gets everywhere wow. and it's cold. Wow, we're doing all rough. the deep cuts. <laughs> Maybe I. Sh <laughs> well, speaking Imagine of. Imagine Star Wars, but everybody is Russian. Well, you're going to make a star. I'm going to make a new Star Wars reference for good, right? For good, right? <laughs> well, speaking of deep cuts, there is a gentleman in a certain video game that gets lots of deep cuts on his hands. Yeah. Ouchie. <laughs> Ouchie wouchies. And that gentleman's that man name does is not Ethan have Winters. a good time keeping a hold of his hands. I'm trying to make a pun about hands, and it's not happening. You gotta hand it to him. He does very <laughs> like well. <sand. laughs> God damn it. <laughs> And this is my way of unsubtly transitioning us over to our discussion about Resident Evil Village. So, Yay. so I guess we'll just go quickly go around the room um, in the order of introduction on the sh on the intro there as to like what our resume is with this game and with the Resident Evil series in general. So, Ali, why don't you go first? I have only played little bits and pieces of Resident Evil, but I think the vampire lady is very, very beautiful. And I would wish for her to hold her body against me. Bear. So I played Resident Evil 4 back in college. Um, I believe I played Triss's copy. So I love that game. Yeah. I played bits that and pieces entirely of possible. Resident Evil games, including Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil Nemesis. Um, but I, well, but uh, 4 is the only one I completed. Uh, and, uh, before Village. Uh, I too really like the vampire lady, and yes, yes, I'm uh, all up in there. That's just why I say, like, make it happen, make it happen. <laughs> uh, Tr Tristan, what's your uh, what's your resume? Well, you know, I hadn't really played any Resident Evil games before this, you know, except for all the ones I played beforehand, uh, all the ones I played for the Resident Evil Athon on the channel. <laughs> Uh, the remakes of the old ones, the old ones themselves, uh, RE4 multiple times on different systems, uh, an unfortunate attempt to go through RE5, uh, I even I even played a little bit of RE6, but you know, apart from that, I'm kind of a newcomer to the series. Awesome. Wait, which one's the one set in Africa? Is that five? That's five. That's five. That's five. I played five when it came out in college, and I did not like it. Yeah, yeah I played you, a bit did, of it. Well, did you, did you get to the... Um, really troublesome part? I don't remember. I blotted that Oh, you would have remembered memory. this. You you would have remembered the literal spear throwers. 
Oh. No. That's, yeah. That's not You're good. kidding me. Is not good. No. Yeah, I'm, I no, I'm not. I'm God really not. What? Yeah. You know, I remember yeah. Adam Sessler having like a pretty like uh surprising mean, he's a good drillist but like a presenter Joseph, but he had like a fairly bitingly uh, biting take about that where he was saying that like, okay, Black Hawk Down is essentially a zombie movie, but they're using the Som- Somali, so he had an issue with it and he felt that Resident Evil Five was doing the same thing where using like Afro like, you know, African characters is like well in this case, there are actual zombies or Ganados or whatever bullshit. But, like, he put that in connection with, like, the previous Blackout guys, which, you know, I thought was a pretty decent criticism. And, you know, with keeping that in mind, not having your African villains throwing spears seems like a good thing. Hold on. Let me... Uh, I'm going to just... Um, well, we'll... <laughs> I don't know what he's about to do, but... Um, my, while he's doing that... <laughs> Uh, my, my resume on the Resident Evil series is a little tiny bit of 1 and 2. I finished 4 on multiple systems because they released on everything back in the day, as Tristan alluded to. And uh, played a tiny bit of 5 co-op. Uh, ra- ran far away from Resident Evil 7, though I wanted to play it because it was very scary in concept for me. And I just finished Resident Evil Village. Tristan, do you have the thing that you wanted to thing? Yep, it's just being uh, dumb because Google decided to be a dumb right. with uh, images. All right. Well, we can we can keep moving on and we can yeah, get back gonna, to it. I'm just going to I'm just going to put this into the chat. Oh, okay. So just so y'all can see like what I'm talking about. No, oh, lord. That is an actual enemy from RE5. So, um, on uh, village, uh, I guess we'll just start with Bear because we haven't really started with you. Uh, what are your What are your general thoughts on Resident Evil Village? You know, Village, I think, is a good game. I enjoyed the I, I enjoyed a lot the monster designs. Uh, I liked the uh, I liked the story. I appreciated the the campiness. I loved like the village itself. And the weird quasi-European lore shit. Uh, you know, it's a. I will say that after like that, that's pretty early on. I just stopped dying from damage. It's basically like you know, like I was like combat no longer became particularly threatening. Uh, essentially, if I had one healing item, mm-hmm. I was able to beast through about anything. Uh, and so you know, but I still. Enjoyed it because, a, it's still a lot of fun to explore and find stuff, and I really got more enjoyment after the, uh, the doll section when I kind of began to see like, oh, this is more like a puzzle game with shooting sections as opposed to a shooty game with puzzles. Like when I basically just started like looking at this as like a puzzle game where I'm trying to find as many secrets and treasures as possible. That's when like I like that's when I like more fully got into it. And, you know, there are things that kill you. It's just oftentimes more puzzly. It's just like, okay, this is when you run away. I mean, that's another thing you learn a lot. It's like, okay, there's a lot of situations where you just run away. Um, and this is how you, like, get navigate and stuff, etc. So, that's my, that was my thought process. Um, 
I will say that I have an inkling suspicion that the har harder difficulties on like a new game plus situation might be kind of give me that sweet spot of like I can die in combat and I can be scared about having lots of enemies around me. Uh, but I tried to play mm -hmm. it on hard to begin with and I literally couldn't kill the first enemy. Like I was like unloading my gun and the werewolf wasn't dying. Yeah, and if you and if you look at those difficulties, you'll see that basically all the enemies are bullet sponges, which lends credence to your thought process that a new game plus playthrough with beefed up weapons, but exactly. you're still able to die like in a couple hits might be the sweet spot there. A bunch of bullets, but like if they get to me, I die. Then that actually seems yeah. That to me, I think that's probably the sweet spot yeah. there. Yep, I would I would have to agree. Um, I also didn't die very much in this game at all. The only times I ever really died sure. were insta-kill scenarios, like where it was like pass-fail. Um, like, I died a few times oh, yeah. in the Moreau section with the um, with the uh, fish guy jumping around. Messed up like a timing on one or two times and ended up in the water kind of thing. That, that sort of thing is where I, where I died. Um, I, I personally really enjoyed the game a lot. It's my favorite game of the year so far, but I've also only played like two games. <laughs> I realized it's like that at Chicory. Uh, it is definitely less spoopy to me than like a Resident Evil 7, which allowed me to get through and play it, but also still has the, the thrills. The second scenario is my favorite of the four with the house Beneviento. Mm -hmm. uh, as a very scary, interesting, different take. I wish that was actually a little longer. That's, that's one of my... Uh, I'll get to that later, but that's one of my overall uh, pieces of feedback about this game. Yeah, I, I mean, we can, we can, I guess, yeah. Let's let's see, let's get your thoughts on it first, Tristan, before we jump into stuff like that. So it's so, like I said, you know, it has the unfortunate, um, it has the unfortunate problem that it will always be compared to Resident Evil Eight uh, Four. Because it shares a lot of gameplay mechanics with Resident Evil 4. And a lot of stylistic and sort of themes and, and imagery are shared between those two games as well. Um, my big thing is I wish it was longer. Yeah. Each section felt a little too short. I, you know, I don't wish it was longer. I think I wish that they explored certain sections of the game more than they did and maybe cut some of the other content is where yeah. I land. Because well, I, I, just... I, I, can't, I can't on one hand tell you that games are too long and I can't finish any of them anymore because they require too much of my time. And then also then say, oh, this game was a little too short. <laughs> right. Well, well, like, I mean, you can. You can, you but can. It, it feels like, you know, I'm looking for this absolutely <laughs> perfect thing and... So I, I I think I just wish that they spent more time with certain sections to get the most out yeah. of it. It's well because I'm you know I keep going back to RE4 and I'm just like like in RE4 you spend a long time with each of the main mm -hmm. uh, antagonists, right? You know, and they each kind of build up and have their own little arcs. Um, like in R in RE8, if we're just gonna get into it. Are we just gonna get into it? Yeah, we're, just, we're vibing. We're, we're vibing. I mean, we're we're in there. Do it, baby. Yeah. I want to hear about the okay. vampire. So titties. you get so you get to the castle, right? And you're like, oh, okay. So it's a big spooky castle, you know? Oh, what a mansion! Um, and you're introduced very quickly 
to Lady Dimitrescu and her three daughters, and you're like, oh, okay, here we go. These are going to be our antagonists. And you, in very short order, murder all three daughters. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, almost <laughs> like it's nothing. They don't really, they don't really chase you very far. Yeah. Throughout the castle, because the castle isn't actually all that big compared to certain other Resident Evil areas. They're they're also they're also weak to the very environment around them. <laughs> right. And then like and then you're and then you get to the end and you kill Lady Demetrescu and you leave the castle and you never go back. Yeah. And it That's felt lame. like I felt I felt like I thought these characters were going to be a really a much bigger part of the narrative. When the reality well, no, is no, that, okay, that we're, they we're just knew to... what they were doing mm. when they made Lady Dimitrescu and the daughters, I mean, and they yeah, just milked no, it for like, marketing purposes. Yeah. yeah, come at me, bro, all day, every day. Yep. Mm, the milk. You, you, I, I, it, and you know, like, <laughs> I, I wish there was more Lady Dimitrescu. Just she's a more. I, I would have liked to have known more about the history of the daughters because you see like the painting of them in the castle and yeah. you know her her large painting and you're like okay like what happened with them blah 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 blah, blah and right and you get some dead. you get some lore pieces here and there yeah. but they don't really have a chance to develop any like individual personalities or right um and then and then you meanwhile have... the most uninteresting character in my opinion uh heisenberg gets a majority of the screen time when it comes to the, the the core four baddies before Miranda, of course. To be fair, I actually really like... To be f- oh, sorry, I got I had to get away from my microphone for a sec. To be fair, I actually really like Heisenberg. I think he's a really fun character. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, very, he's very animated. I think he has probably the most personality mm-hmm. out of any of them. Um, the... So, um... Section 2, The Dollhouse, um... I felt could have been a tiny bit longer. Yeah. Like, not a whole lot longer. Because it was really nice having, like, this is a puzzly, very horror-focused section in an otherwise very action-y game. Um, to, to me, it really reminded me of, um, in RE4, the first part where, where you first meet the regenerators. Mm. You know? It's, it's this, it's a very action-y game. And there's this one particular moment that is way more horror focused than the rest of the game. Right. You know. Um, yeah, I felt it could have been a little bit longer. I would have loved to know more about about yeah the char- about that character too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. Like, like we just get little like snippets and stuff. I I'm just pers- like. I, I, She's controlling so I, dolls. I could have Come gone on, I want to know more. Like I ate up all the lore about all the characters. Um, I read everything I could in the game. I could have gone for a little more lore about all of them. If I was to do any kind of like master edit on it, I would have uh, cut down the Heisenberg section and added it to the dolls. It added to the doll section. Yep. By the way, that oh yeah, ba- the, the 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 murderous fetus was terrifying. Like this. No, no, seriously. Yeah, well, you, you, you see, you like, you're just walking in a Tell dark, and then you just see this fetus just, like, moving Giant towards you. And you are running, and you're trying to... Fetus. 
Man, what is it with murder babies in okay, video games? It was terrified with the, murder the coffee, yeah. and it swallowed you and you died. That was the only yes. death. I mm-hmm. mean, the death, that was the only time in the game I was actually scared. And like, yeah, I, like as I said, like. I... Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, it was expertly done. That whole walking, section. walking down those stone stairs to that well after watching the video mm-hmm. was terrifying. Like that whole section, I, I just love when games pull back. Like, like you were just saying with like the regenerator scene too. Like, just oh with, yeah. Like just dread. <laughs> you yeah. don't know what's going. You're just walking around like something could jump out at any moment. Oh, yeah. And they um, really that, sit on that the, for the a while in that section. The whole in your creepy dead wife. Oh yeah. Mannequin of your dead wife was, oof. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they make you spend oh, a lot of time with it. They make you spend a lot of time with the mannequin. You walk oh, in the room so with the music. Oh no, actually, your, your wife. Spoilers: Hooray. Your wife actually is alive. She's she, she survives you. You think they fridged yeah, her, okay, cool. and at that point, you think yeah, she's fridged. But it turns. But at the end of the day, spoilers: uh, Ethan dies, and his wife gets to live a long and happy life. Yep. Good. Yes. And his daughter's the new resident badass. Right. Um, yeah. So the game starts. Well, apparently, Chris Redfield fucking murdering your wife in front of you and dragging you and your kid off into a black unmarked van. And you're like, what the yeah, fuck, Chris? No, it's, uh, it's pretty startling. You find out that it was actually uh, Mother Miranda shapeshifted into your wife, but you don't find that out until, like, the end of the game. Uh, and which, and, and uh, I, I will say another yeah. one thing about that um, whole section. I know they said this on the chat, but... For the best of the podcast, the second I saw that baby, I literally had the flashback to you know the beginning of Halo Two, where like uh, where you know like they, where the Covenant's attacking Earth and uh, Master Chief is like, I need a weapon. It's like mm. I needed a weapon. It's like give me a gun so I can shoot this baby. <laughs> you took all my guns, you bastards. So. And I, I want to cover this now because I don't know if we're going to revisit the House Beneviento. But can I just say, like, the this, the environment, like, the scene that they paint with the waterfall next to the house Gorgeous. and the cliff, oh, I just yeah. think was so cool. It was, like, oh, one of my so favorite so environments. It was so sick. Yeah. And, and you and you come up to it because you're going up this hill yep. to it. Yeah. You know? And you're just like, so it, it starts you off there with the dread, you know? Mm-hmm. You're coming up to this really creepy looking house on a hill with a huge ass waterfall after all this so, like, here's oh, a god what am I uh, in for now I have for you all when or if did you guys start shooting the fucking goats oh right Wait, at why the... would you shoot goats They're... that's not nice what did the goats do to you are, are you talking about are you talking about no, the, the goats, goats of warding or, or the of... actual yeah. literal goats oh, they're okay. like little mannequin figures and um Oh well, I started knifing them right off the bat. Why I, are you killing well, goats? Well, so this is these are because you need meat. These are wooden. These are wooden goats. Oh yeah, yeah, the real goats. Yeah, you need yeah. meat to complete the game. Spoilers um, though, if you sell rude. any food items, so here's a gripe. Here is a gripe. They you get you can get food items before that part of that before that mechanic is unlocked. Their description says, "Give these to the merchant." 
And so you're like, oh, that means I should probably, like, sell right, them to him right, or something. Right, And then it's right. like, oh, no, you need these for this other mechanic, and you cannot buy them back. And if you sell any of them, you cannot get all There's the recipes on your first playthrough. There's Eastern European recipes that, the Duke, that the Duke, who's, like, this giant of a man who uh, who sells you weapons, make, can make for you. He actually he tell, does at what one am point. I buying he and what I'm selling. He does at one point. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's yep. great. Oh, yep. good. So he's friends with the oh, hardcore merchant. <laughs> yep. Oh, good. All I know about that guy is he asked me about what I'm buying in and what I'm selling, and I'm like, excuse me, sir, I'm 12. I need an adult. Please <laughs> let me see my mommy. <laughs> What are you selling? Ashley! Leon! No, ah, no. I'll buy it at a high price. Oh, Lord. I'm selling Bitcoin on the dark Too web. real. <laughs> <laughs> to pay for my addiction. Way my too real. Devastating heroin addiction. Also, that, that's cheap. Anyways. <laughs> so I did say it was a devastating addiction. Anyhow, uh, moving on. Um, so, so the Lake of Doctor Moreau. I was I was just gonna say we haven't talked about it yet, that and I think might, that says something so about Lake the of Lake of Doctor Moreau, Moreau that we haven't talked about it yet. My second favorite section. Uh, oh yeah, it, it's fine in my opinion. It it definitely uh, gives Clearly. flashbacks to Del Lago. Yep. Uh, and you even have a boat that you can pilot yep. around. There's just not really anywhere to go except right. straight ahead. Um, I was really... I, I got to the dock. And hey, Bera. Remember when I showed you what happens if you fire off Can, too many it, shots is from there the dock in RE4? There? Oh, I'm sorry. There isn't. And I was disappointed. Yeah, the, the game does have a lot of parallels. We were just talking about the merchant. We were talking about... A the attaché case is back! Attaché yeah, case HD! Is. Yes! <laughs> Come on, Capcom! Cowards! Put out an attaché HD game. I would argue that having four sections in a village also kind of makes it parallel, because I'm pretty sure four had four, four major sections too, didn't it? Uh, it has the... It has the village, it has the castle. I have very loud assholes outside on the road outside, sorry about that. Uh, so it's got the village, it's got the castle, it's got the island. Um, it's got the island. That might be it, but they're larger, I think. Larger stuff. Yeah, they're they're fairly large. Um oh. Yeah, I guess the village section's pretty large, it's not really just a village. Well, well, there's there's the village, and then there's the lake slash your second run through the village, right? And then right. then you get to the castle, and then you go to the island. But yeah, those sections are huge. RE4 is a big game. Yep. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um. Oh, and uh, just looping back uh, to what Barrow was talking about with right. difficulty. Um. So I've done my first. I did my first playthrough on normal. Um. 
it's very hard at the start. And then, uh, when I got to the factory, I sold my sniper rifle <laughs> to make it a challenge for myself. And I sold my sniper rifle and all the ammo for it to make it more of a challenge. And that was actually just about the right level. Okay. Uh, because then I, because then I didn't have a, another supply of ammo to go through. And so I had to get really good about conserving my ammo. Right. Because you had, you, if you, even if you pick up the sniper ammo, you can't use it anywhere. Right. Right. Um, I'm on my second playthrough now with an infinite ammo rock, uh, grenade launcher. And let me tell you, that makes it a very different game. Yes, I had the full, I had the full kit, so I wasn't pulling any punches on my... So, when you do set, my, how uh, do you do New Game Plus with it, with it? Does it just automatically start you out with the gear from the previous game save, or...? So, when you, so when you finish, uh, you can do a clear save data that lets you start a new game. Um, I don't, you don't have everything, like... Uh, like there are some, um, like there are some like story like, like you don't have all the keys, you don't have all that that stuff. So, cause you, so you still actually have to go through the game, but you get to carry over your equipment oh, nice. and the uh, recipes you've unlocked. Um, <clears throat> when you complete the game, you do also have the option to go into the special menu, and spend completion points to add other things to your game. Uh, certain things are only unlocked by achieving nice. certain conditions. So basically, if I well. if I start a game now, I'm gonna have I'll so to get have the option of using my save data. Great. Correct. Um, the only way you can get infinite ammo for a weapon is you need to uh, get all of the attachments for that weapon, and you have to fully upgrade it. Wow. Before gotcha. you can before you can spend the the completion points to unlock the infinite ammo, the grenade launcher, however, has no attachments and has no upgrades. Oh, got it. So you can get the unlimited ammo for the grenade launcher right off the bat. Which so is <laughs> when I get to when I get to that first fight with all of the uh, all the lichens in the village. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be fun on a bun. Can you can you actually do you know Tristan? Can you get through that fight without, like, I assume they they're infinitely spawning or? Uh, so I believe they spawn infinitely spawn up to a point, either okay. based on time, uh, like you have to you have to be at a certain place. Gotcha. For the cutscene to trigger, and the tr trigger, I think only happens after you've taken out a certain number or you've hit a certain time frame. Gotcha. Um, but they will witness the destructive firepower of this fully armed so actually, and operational I, Ethan Winters. I, I, there is an achievement where you can kill Ursus actually in that portion of the game. So you can just massacre mm -hmm. them all. Yep. You can right. just massacre them all. It's going to be... It's going to be, it's going to be great. I still so, need to... I still need to go through all yeah. of the segments of no, I, Mercenaries. I've first, been playing though. the Mercenary segments, and uh, I've been enjoying it. Um, challenging, though. I, I'm just awful at Merc I'm just awful at Mercenaries in any Resident Evil game, because I never I, know what to go for. 
Like, so, like do, I, do I go for kills? Do I go for time? Do I try and so do a I little bit of both? I don't know what's going to earn me the most points. Because this is not the way anything should be ever. <laughs> but, and I've only gotten unlocked into the castle, um, and I'm trying to get A there. But my understanding from having gone through the things is that it seems the way to get the most points is that you uh, is 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 do a lo- uh, is through long combos and through doing the completion bonus. So killing everybody and killing them in a in, in as long a sequence as you string together seems to be ideal. It seems that that's less important than lay or time for that matter. Yeah. Which is what I'm trying. I've been trying to do, and I've still, yeah. still ha- Allie, been running into it's problems. It's been a while. What's it? What are your thoughts right now? Yes. Yeah. I'm same as before. I I like big vampire woman. Right? <laughs> Look at her go burr. All right. All right. So, Look, so I'm a simple woman who loves other women. That's all that happens in my brain when I see her. Just when I die, play the loop of her saying "good girl" over and over at my funeral. <laughs> all right, so yeah, so let's and, let's talk but about. But it does sound like fun. And play the, and and play the loop of the of the daughters saying mm, "man blood" at my funeral. Mm, man blood, good girl. Yeah. No, but in all honesty, like Resident Evil games are like. This thing I've always had a passing interest in, but never been super like, oh yeah, that's a thing I need to get in on. But seven and eight definitely have interested me more than anything, especially considering uh, racism. The game was the only one I have right. any extensive playtime yeah. with. Right. Something right. something Jill sandwich. <laughs> yep. All right. So so I'm gonna throw this out here. Uh, now this may be a a somewhat controversial opinion on the matter. Lady D doesn't really do it for me. Her you daughters on the other hand me. her daughters on the other hand are exactly the fine goth ladies I would like to ruin my life. See, you're just a coward. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Tristan. Actually, I'm not sorry. You're a fucking coward, but that's okay. That means that I am the one me. Hey, I am the one who said that if you don't see the appeal of giant women, then you are a coward and unimaginative. Just, just aesthetically, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's the haircut or something. It's because Lady D is for women who like women. There you go. But I don't know. I, 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 I really dig all the Moving Lady on. D aesthetic. Like, the thickness, the 40s haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a certain, like, I don't know, uh, Kind of handsome yeah, no, I'm all to up her that, that yeah. I really, really like a vague Marlene Dietrich kind of vibe going on there, and I'm just that's no, not no. Chef's there's, kiss. There's, there's ways yes, I would like to be kill me, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, welcome to episode eighty thousand and eighty-five. Boobs. <laughs> Boobs. Yes. Booba. The boobas. And it's okay because I'm the resident woman on this podcast, so woman. we can talk about boobies all we want. Resident hey. woman village. Resident woman. Wait, resident ah, woman village just seems no. like a lesbian separatist game where you like, where where, where you like grow corn and uh, you know like just like try to limit your contact with men as much as possible. 
<laughs> do <laughs> you know do, what? Do I... do quick time events to try and convince the outsiders that no, you're all just really good friends with each other. Yeah, we're just gals being pals. Yeah. Oh, why? Why are some of my fingernails pals. shorter than the other? Oh you know, boy. We're picking corn. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, like, I mean, like, it's, it's clearly designed to be, Lady D was clearly designed to be aesthetically pleasing, um, yes, but you know what? Would you say titillating? I also appreciate, you know, those Titanic tatas, but you know, they went with some thickness there. I felt, and again, it's not groundbreaking thickness and stuff. It is perfectly within like, you know, but at the same time, you know, Considering that, like, most video game characters look like her daughters, um, I appreciated that they gave us a difference in body type that I am personally quite in favor of. Right. Yeah. Come on, get down with the thickness. Can we also... Can we also... Come on, get down with the thickness. Can we also take a moment of silence to thank the inspired modder who added the fly swatter? Yeah. Sir, you are a Isn't credit. there a mod that where every time you look at her, her hat gets bigger? I think I so. I think so, yes. There's a mod involving her hat growing larger and larger. It's so full of evil secrets. I love it. <laughs> ah, I see you're a modder of culture as well. Oh God. Well, Tristan, you like the, the vampire daughters and Bear is the, you know, Lady D. Well... Mine is, of course, the final boss version of Lady Amen. D. That's 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 my woman right there. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest, guys. If you didn't expect her to transform into some giant thing, <laughs> or the you very haven't least, been playing you Resident, Resident Evil, Evil games. Four. Like that was the hallmark of four. Yeah. yeah. No, any well, Resident it, Evil. It's game. a hallmark of all of them. Yes. Uh, I do appreciate the lack of giant eyeballs in weird places. Yes. I, I'm glad we finally moved beyond that as a franchise. Mm, giant eyeballs. <laughs> All the better to see you with, my dear. Also, if you're not into Lady D after she transforms into a big monster again, she is not for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. The, the, the big master me. version. Uh, you can marry. You, you can marry that one, Dolly. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah, the the whole that whole section though, I agree, is kind of anticlimactic. It's like you you get there, and it's still. I think it's still the longest section in the game, right? Of the four. Uh, four the factory. Area? The, the factory longer? is pretty damn long. Okay. The, like the factory is the one part I or I'll say. Yeah. This um, is taking think, too yeah, long. Yeah, it's. I think yeah. the factory is a little longer. Um, I I will say that like I love the look of Lady's transformation, but I felt that there was like. I feel like a boss battle that that's big and elaborate where I never die once, there is an issue with it. Um, yeah, like, and I... It, yeah, it's I didn't die that I want to, yeah. like, die in this thing, but I, I want to feel palpable danger when I'm seeing this crazy, horrifying transformation. So I did die... I did die once in that boss fight, but I only died because the game glitched out and both me and her Ouch. got stuck in geometry of the castle. <laughs> oh, like, yikes. like, well, because there, there are periods where she breaks apart part of the castle, right? Uh, that happens. She broke apart part of the castle, and both she and I fell through the floor. And now where you're supposed to fall through the floor, we fell out of the map. What did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. 
I um, I died. I died to. I think I died a couple times to bosses. Once against Moreau, and I think I died to Heisenberg's boss no, fight I, once I, as well. I think I beasted through them. Although I did die to Moreau and to Giant Fish, uh, several times. Uh, oh, question: What did oh, everybody? Yeah. How did everybody feel about um getting the, the part where you die in quotation marks and then come back as and then get to play as Chris Redfield? You know, like with like weapons that you never got to use, um, as as Ethan, just like mowing things down with your special op stuff as you get the final big picture of what's going on. I hmm. honestly, I was a little mad about that. Like, it was nice to have a really actiony bit. Uh, the problem is that you spend way too long reloading for, like, you reload all the fucking time in that section. And you are just constantly being swarmed by enemies. I just, I felt the pacing was weird. Like, yeah. the only time that you ever really fight like a large number of enemies are the lichens in the village, yeah. pretty much. I mean, there's that one, there's the, um, whatchamacallit, the, uh, where you get the, the fourth, yeah, the nest, whatever they call it, where you kill all, where you can kill all the lichens if you want. But that was one thing. And then that, it comes right fairly soon after that relative to the rest of the game. And I just thought it was padding, personally. Yeah. Um, I do, I do, however, really like the story. I, I do like that they explain in the story why Ethan is so, like, resilient. Because yep. I feel like they didn't know this in Resident Evil 7, and they made it up for the new one, but they were able to do so effectively. Yeah, and it makes... That's my personal it, belief. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. But... Spoilers! Yeah. Spoilers. Ethan is Man, super mauled all the time. Uh, you yeah. find out that he died before Resident Evil 7, and that he's actually like a mold human hybrid thing, or maybe he's just sentient mold. It wasn't totally clear how much uh, yeah. human he was. Yeah, basically, he dies right at the beginning of 7, and he gets brought back via being molded. I, I do. Yucky mold. I do and love by though. Eight, he is all mold. <laughs> I, I do love that they sort of play with the concept a little bit though, because he starts getting his hand injured. Like he gets like a little cut, and then he gets a bigger cut, and then he gets his hooks through his hands, and you're like, okay, this is getting a little this ridiculous. Is, and then yeah. he gets his hand and cut just off, off and just screws it back on it like back a freaking flat, like just, the top of a flashlight. And you're like, uh. And just like splashes. <laughs> I'll just splash the juice on it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, you're saying, is this just weird because it's Resident Evil and it's a video game? Or is there a story reason yeah. for this? Oh, and, and also, Lady D remarks that you've gone a little stale. Yes, that so that AKA was, I love that. Maybe too. a little moldy. Yes. A little stale, a little moldy, yeah. maybe. No, that was that was awesome too. Oh no, that, that, sort of like I, subtle I actually foreshadowing, didn't see that. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Or I forgot that, but that that is a cool little bit of foreshadowing detail for sure. Because because at first you're just like, oh, maybe it's because you know, he you know he's kind of older or something, you know, that maybe he's, you know, mm. past his physical prime. You know, I, starting starting to sour a little, you know, you know, hitting, hitting that age where you know you start kind of like, you know, the dad bod starts coming yeah, in too soon. <laughs> like that, it's like 
It's like, you know, maybe maybe that's what she means, you know, is that he's like at that age or something. No, 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 so I he's can't not hear you. exactly hear you. fresh anymore. Yucky, yucky. <laughs> What's that, Bear? Is your blood a little stale? Um, but in all seriousness, aside from my own, like, body issues, I'm, uh, I will say that, uh, yeah, that, it's, that I did appreciate, uh, you know, the, the whole thing. I, I did appreciate that they, that, that final boss fight, uh, the one again, uh, you know, the, the last one, which actually was challenging and which I did die, I think, twice in, um, and I also liked how in the end Ethan died and it seems like a pretty final death, um. Yeah, but, which I think is good. Oh, it's very it's final. It's important for stories <laughs> to close uh, close chapters and complete either complete yeah. themselves or move forward with different characters. So, it's yeah. I, the direct, I, I'm pretty sure it was the director said in an interview. This like we have that segment saying the father's tale is now over. Yeah, and I believe I think it was the director who was like, yeah, no, no, no. We are done with Ethan. The papa this is, is dead. This Goodbye, is papa. this is nail in that coffin. Even though the carrot, even though the guy at the side of the road, at the final cutscene, is Ethan. Wait, yes, what? I was gonna bring that up. I'm glad you did. Uh, even though that is him. So, so you, you know the final oh, no. cutscene, right? I didn't With, see after that. the credits. Yeah. Right, right. It's this, it's With, the cutscene where you meet his daughter. At, as as a grown up, well, more grown up. And it's revealed that, hey, she's the new, like, BSAA resident badass. Because she basically can control everything. And they to troll people, there's a, there's a figure way in the distance that you can barely see in the cutscene walking towards the car. And to troll people, they made it Ethan Winter's model. So if yep. people hack the game, they'd scroll over and see Ethan it and start speculating. Oh, nice, nice. No. It's, it's just them trolling people. Yeah. It's just them trolling people. And they're very, uh, yeah, I think it was the pretty sure it was director who was like, yeah, no, no, no. We're done with Ethan. He is super dead. He will not be coming back. No, but we may not be not done, done with his bloodline, so to speak. Right. Hint, hint, wink, no, wink, nudge, no. nudge, new protag, new protag. Maybe she can hang I mean, out with or, uh, or Sherry maybe, Birkin. Or maybe she's, uh, she's going to work with Ashley um, in, in the new game. What do we all oh think? Oh God! Now first? wouldn't oh my God! Now wouldn't that be a task? Like, like Resident Evil Nine, redeeming Ashley as a I mean, <laughs> I'm all for it as because a viable character. No, I mean, it, it, right? Be like, nah, I trained or, with Leon for like ten years after RE4, or she's like and an I'm now a battle-hardened badass. Going to the politics of that. You know, I, I I I could totally see that happening in the, in, the, in terms of revisiting and such. Um, but Dan, you were asking a question. I was just going to say we talked a little bit about the Red Chris Redfield section of the game where you play as him. But what do we all think about just his inclusion and that group's inclusion in the story as a whole? I mean, it if if you've been following the Resident Evil storyline, it makes sense that he would be involved. Uh, because he was also involved in, in Seven. Right. Um, I do like that Heisenberg refers to him as that boulder-punching asshole. Which is a Five reference, right? Yep, where he punches a boulder. 
Yeah, just just punches it into a volcano full of lava. Um, Chris Redfield, eighty percent beef, twenty yeah. percent anger. Basically, um, and I, also, I also. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna. I was gonna also say it's. It also feels like they are. It's interesting. We talked about Skyward Sword earlier and how I'm not buying the game, but Skyward Sword was sort of like this origin story for everything. And once you go there, it's you can't really go back. And it feels like they're doing a lot of the same things with this game. Like it feels like very much an origin story of a lot of things, like the Umbrella Corporation, like the viruses themselves and how they're created. And it just feels almost limiting that they're going that far with it. But yeah. Yeah, I, they they could have done without having to tie in the Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> yeah. At all. The further we get from umbe- I mean, Umbrella, I, the better. I think that here, it's. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure in terms of, like the limiting stuff, and that you know Resident Evil, at least from, and again, I'm not the lore expert on this cast on Resident Evil. My whole thing with it is that it's definitely seemed to have been something where they have just been able to and free to just add random shit at all times and it just basically works out i mean i think that's you know it's not exactly telling a story that is like building up and like has a very clear arc it's more just like we have these things then we're going to add a new new premise or riff to it and the more some of the more successful games like four literally have just been let's add a whole new thing to this that it's just only vaguely connected and it still works fine. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I, I get that um, that because seven and eight are going into more origins-y stuff, that that could possibly be limiting. But considering that, uh, especially with the language at Redfield, we're talking about like bioweapons and things. I don't think that every this we're gonna have everything leads back to Umbrella, et cetera, et cetera, in an annoying ma- manner going forward, and that. And also, I think any magic that the whole Umbrella thing had has kind of gone away. Like, you know, they're... Like, Umbrella is fine, but it's... I don't think people think of it as, like, a great all-time antagonist at this point. Um, although I could be wrong. Honestly, I think the... I think Resident Evil is... I think Resident Evil lacking a strong antagonist is almost doing it a disservice but on the other hand i am all for getting away f- from all of the wacky umbrella bullshit yeah because that's been done to death in this franchise and that's part of why uh so many people liked re4 because re4 was like no 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 we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna take that like you know mountain of worms and we're just gonna we're just gonna push it over there this is in the same universe, but we're not going to deal with any we'll of the take umbrellas. the entire village and push it over there. <laughs> the only only thing I will say about the vi- the main villain of this one is it's it's interesting. It it sort of pulls the I don't know if this is a Japanese thing or a JRPG thing, but like the the real villain isn't truly revealed until the end, or you barely see the villain until the very end mm-hmm. type thing, but. They do it in a different way here where she's been with you the whole time just in different yeah. forms. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, she's the 
main antagonist and yes she's been around but she's been around in a form that you didn't realize was her it's 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 a weird mm, thing yeah 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 i see like she's she was your she was your uh your wife for a while and my wife my wife he was your wife and she was the old lady right mm-hmm yep that you see a couple times throughout the game that sells fortunes and whatnot uh i believe it is also hinted that she was also chris at one point Oh, really? Which time? Weren't we all Chris at some point? <laughs> it's, I, th I, think it's, I think it's one time where you meet Chris without any of his BSAA staff. Uh, I think that's the well, time. Well, I will say okay. this. While we may not all be Chris at one gotcha. point, any of us who have tasted the Monster Energy drink are Kyle at some point, no matter their gender. He who drinks the monster energy. Who's Kyle? <laughs> okay. It's like an internet thing. Like, like yeah, basically, got Kyle is like you know your guy who like drinks energy drinks and gets into fights. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, kind of like I the, see. I don't He's know. A bro. I think uh, I think Chad, but who doesn't get laid and who is skinnier and. Probably, at least in my mind from a lower socioeconomic background um, no no this is Kyle aw poor Chad no 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 Chad has oh, this is Kyle. Chad, Kyle is yeah, the one that's suffering but he has both suffering. rage yeah. fighting and monster energy drinks so he keeps up <laughs> I drank a monster energy drink today for the first time in literal years and it took me my entire fucking work day to drink it. Alright, was it one of the white bottles or a classic bottle? No, it was just a regular ass monster. I just forgot how much friggin' sugar uh, yeah. they had in them. Yeah, they're and my I, body so I'm gonna be real. I yeah, do not like monster really most energy drinks, but I do like the monsters plus juice. Uh, mainly because I think that, that just has a that has just enough caffeine and also I like juice and carbonation that for whatever reason those work for me. Um but actual monster is vile. Oh god. And the, and the white bottle aka boomer juice. Boomer is juice. Just, oh god, no. Mm, boomer juice. Yeah, have you not heard of no, the sugar-free no. monster I mean, referred to as boomer I, juice I, I before? I knew someone who drank the white sugar-free monster. They weren't a boomer, but like that's I just associate it with them. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I had a monster once and I had like two sips of it and I felt like I was having a panic attack. Oh no, so that's just, like when I had, I think it was like the Mountain Dew energy drink thing, soda, like in high school, like my heart, I could feel uh, it yeah. pumping. It's just like, if there's an yeah. amount of caffeine yeah. where it's just not pleasant and a lot of energy drinks have that situation. For yeah. Me. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons why I really like balls. <laughs> That I, fact that I mean, I think good. you know that, that nice taggy taste. It's hard to get a hold of it anymore. It, it, it does have <laughs> that nice taggy taste. It's also really easy to hold two of them, which is nice. Oh, okay. You know what? It's but not I'm... just women who aye, can aye, eat aye. it. <laughs> God has abandoned us today. Each day we stray further and further from God. <laughs> I sort of want to lead the show notes with that. God has abandoned us as we talk about. <laughs> just, 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 
clip that. Just clip that and just have yeah. start the start the episode with that. <laughs> I mean, we we were getting into Monster Girl territory. We knew there was going to be some heretical bullshit this episode. Does anybody have anything else they want to add about Resident Evil Village? I have some wisdom to impart to y'all that the lesbians have taught me. Alley of the Pond, what is your wisdom? The world is hard and cold, but titty is soft and warm. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that. (laughs) Words Uh. of wisdom. And Lady Dimitrescu belongs to the lesbians. I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. They called me. They told me this was what's what. All right. We're, we're just going to have to live with this. So well, so I have one last fun fact for Resident Evil 8. So it turns out that apart from his head, Ethan Winters is fully modeled all yes. the time. Hmm. Like, like he is a full character model except for the head because that's where the camera is and that full on character model is used that's all the cool. time in the game like for for full like motion capture and everything else even though you can only normally see stuff from that, right. that fixed perspective but like yeah he's a fully rendered character model except for the head which is nuts I think that says a lot about Ethan as a character. That he head gets empty. in over his head. No, I was going to say no thoughts, only ass. <laughs> no breaks, just all ass, no breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do also appreciate... Um, so uh, there is a period where you're like going through the lore of this game. And you're like... And there's a, there's a moment in where you're like, oh, so no, but so the whole vampire thing was just just this weird mutation of the the, the you know whatever the little things called the mold or what have or the oh um, the, those, ma- those little guys me- megamasite yeah. megamasite the the, 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 the little the guys or something like that you're like oh yeah the little baby things like oh it's just a, yeah megamasite megamasite or something um but thankfully there is. There is a file you can find that's like, no, 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 no. Lady D yeah. was a fucking vampire beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, yes. Right. And it's you're like, like oh, thank God. Yeah. That was so it's good. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, thank God. At least, at least they let the vampires actually be vampires who were then brought into the umbrella bullshit I did love that everything else is explained away by like weird experiments and mega my seats and all this other crap except for Lady Dimitrescu who's an actual no, vampire I, 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 <laughs> yep. I, appreciate, yeah. uh, I, I appreciate it quite uh, the, all, all that quite a bit um, and you know oh sorry go on. it's it's the inverse of the jet stream Sam moment um, so for the what I'm referencing is so Metal Gear Rising Revengeance you have a recurring antagonist called Jetstream Sam, who's fucking awesome, and he—you go toe to toe with him multiple times, and the first time he just kicks your ass, 
And at the end, it's revealed that, no, no, in this crazy-ass world of cyborgs and nanomachines and high-frequency blades and robot dogs and walking bipedal tanks, no, 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 Sam was just a regular fucking guy this whole time. Yep. And he was able to kick your ass as a, your combat cyborg ass. Amazing. This is the inverse of that. Right. Where it's, no, 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 she was a she was a vampire the whole time. Just, also we added this other stuff. Yeah. I, I will also say that um, in terms Much of little though. details, and I unfortunately missed the last one, uh, but I loved doing the little ball mazes, and it gave me great joy uh, fi finding mm. the, the balls for the second two ones and unlocking, the, uh, unlocking those skeletons. I'm so glad I eventually figured out who could rotate the camera. <laughs> yeah. I that did last... the first two I did yeah. the first two without rotating the camera at all. Yep. Yep. That that last one too. So I will say this. I played on PC. I was I think I'm the only one of, of us that played on the PC. And I ha I must have had the opposite experience of y'all where like the shooting was super easy, but those ball puzzles were like impossible on on keyboard <laughs> because you had to use keys to both rotate the camera and to um, move the um, the thing itself. How many were you, were, were, you, were you able to complete them? It was... Oh, I was eventually. Most of them didn't prove too much of a challenge. They were just unnecessarily hard. The last one in the factory raised my blood pressure a little bit, but... <laughs> There's one part where it like has to ride on a gear for a little while, and then you have to like yep. get it onto another thing. And it, it must have taken me like five tries. Yeah, the, the, it gets to get to the point where that little vein starts popping out, and you're just <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and you have to rotate the camera the whole time to even see, see what's going on. It was just a nightmare. Excellent. But um, I also I'll also say that's not too long. It's not not even that long if you really want to complete it. Like not a hundred percent, but if you want to get like most of the things or all the like, yeah, things of the first time through the game. Although if you can get all the goats awarding without looking at a guide, oh, all power, all, all power to you. There's one. Did you know there's one in the factory? So you know the elevator in the factory yeah. that overlooking all yeah. that. There's one way in the back. You can only see it with the sniper rifle. Oh my god. Yeah, and I'm just like really. Really? Yeah, so stuff like that. If you, again, if you can yeah. find them all without a guide, good for you. Yeah. I, my, so my not 100% completionist, but very thorough first playthrough clocked in at just over 12 hours. Yeah. And yeah. I think mine was like 9 or 10 in game time. Although, fun fact about the game, if you play a section i learned this from the speedrunning community for this game if you play the uh a section of the game and then uh die you actually start out back with the old time you had so like if you if you if you get hit the 10 hour mark and you play for 30 minutes and die and it doesn't save for whatever reason you start again at the 10 hour mark on your playthrough file huh. that that sounds like cheating for speedrunning though well, it's for for speedrunning. I mean, speedrunning yeah. is cheating, yeah, right? No, no, also... no. I mean, I mean, it's not cheating to get your time down. It's cheating against the spirit of speedrunning. Yeah. I mean. Right. They. I mean, they use their own timer, right? But right. But 
Yeah, it's, it, I thought I found that fascinating. Like you could you could have a twenty hour playthrough, but it could tell you like you have an eight hour playthrough if you yeah. died a lot or something. Yeah, you know what games need more of, especially considering uh, let's plays have become a thing. Uh, I was actually just reminded, um, like yesterday, the original Parasite Eve save timer starts from the main menu. <laughs> Nice. Which is really helpful when you're if you're LPing it, yeah. because then all of your because then all of your in-game save times correspond to your recording times. Right. Well, they knew. They knew about. They, I guess they must have known way back in the day. They knew it was coming. Anybody have any other no. thoughts on Resident Evil Village uh, before we I wrap it up? I think that uh, I'm good. No. It's a good game. Yep. I liked it. Respected my time, and uh, yeah. Uh, I'd like to see more things like it. Awesome. I also enjoyed it. Cool. Um, yeah, Bear, while you have the floor, would you like to promote to anything? Newspapers. Support your uh, support your journalist unions. And um, uh, if you'd like to subscribe to the Daily Hampshire Gazette specifically, um, please do so. I'm gonna I'm gonna echo that and say that in the past year and a half year I've stopped really using social media and I just read news articles from like reputable you sources. Grandpa. And it's crazy to the, <laughs> the difference in your quality of life and in the information you receive um, about things happening in the country, but also the world at large. Um, so anyway. That was my little thing. I'll d that'll be my promotion. Uh, Allie, what would you like to promote? Drink responsibly. Especially if it's the blood of your enemies. You don't want to get addicted to it. It's tasty. <laughs> also make Just, sure you use appropriate drinkware when doing so. Right. Um, Tristan, do you have anything don't you like? Don't ape my advice, Tristan. <laughs> Drink it straight from the throat. What are you, a heathen? No, no, I just like using... Christ! I've got this really nice skull of this guy who crossed me, like, three years ago, and I made a well, really I nice goblet Well, I don't care. Drink straight from the throat, goddammit, like a real vampire. You coward, Tristan. First lady coward. Hey, I went to a lot of effort of sanding and lacquering that <laughs> skull. Do you have any idea how hard it is to mount, like, a, you know, golden grip to a to human bone? Especially trying to get it on the bottom because the jawbone gets in the way. It's a pain in the butt. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, you should go check out our other episodes of, this spoil of the Spoiler Cast. You can find us at spoilermedia.net. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Um, you know, basically everywhere you can find and subscribe to podcasts. Google Play. You can Google find Play. me in the shed behind yep. your house. <laughs> uh, we are also doing a giveaway our first giveaway um, as part of our ongoing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure spoiler cast we are giving away a special edition Blu-ray for season one of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure which includes uh, Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency you know linking it back to vampires and body horror um, <laughs> if you go to spoilermedia.net slash JoJo's right? yep Yep. So what we're doing right now, so we have 
just finished the first half of Stardust Crusaders, and we've finally introduced Dan and Barra to stands. And we need to come up with a stand for Dan. We already know the name. His stand name is Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> but we need to know, what does Arctic Monkeys do? So, if you want to get entered in to, to our contest, just go to spoilermedia.net slash jojos. Come up with a stand idea for Dan. Pop it in there. When we find one we really like, we will read it out on our next on the next available JoJo's cast. I'll do a really bad MS Paint drawing of it. Yay! That would be amazing. Uh, bear in mind, that. though, in order to win, you gotta be in the contiguous United States. But you can't pay for international shipping. If you want internationally. And we'll I'll be, be I'll, I'm actually gonna throw oh, something yeah. bold out there. If you random person from Turkey or Sweden who decide to join our rest of the, two listeners from Gippsland, Michigan... If you actually want a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure thing, I will pay the international shipping cost of this box set to Sweden. Okay? I only ask... <laughs> but only Sweden. But only Sweden. You'll have to pick <laughs> it up from there. Regardless of which, yeah. Or Turkey. International shipping costs. I just... I, I, I want Tris to be happy, and I want to know that there's someone who also cares about this show anymore. And I... <laughs> But I only request is that like you send a picture of you smiling with the box set in whatever beautiful foreign country you live. Um, you're welcome. Amazing. So, so Thanks, foreign man. listeners, please enter and please do it. And my dojo. And thank you all for listening. And we will right. talk to you all later, gents. Soon. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye, everybody. Blood. <laughs> <laughs>